Welcome to Hobbies for Zombies, Episode 7. I am Mix of Zombies, hello, and hi. Joining me today is your always happy guest and, or happy co-host, Carnage. Hi. Hello. And our special guest this week, Crimson. Hey, guys. So, look, I'm just going to take it off and we'll play, let's play a game. I played a little of uh, Transformers War for Cybertron. Are you guys, like, interested at all in this? Because, like, it was alright, but, like, I don't know. Like, you play as the Subsecons in the beginning campaign. It was entertaining, but I don't know. I would probably be more interested in this if it was uh, a lower price. Like, in Canada, they had it for $40. Yeah. Like, if it was 40 here... Well, I just rented it for, like, two days, because that's how my video store works, and I hardly even played it, but it 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 was fun for what I played, but I, I'm never going to buy this game, unless it's really uh, cheap, yeah? I would be more interested in it if it was the Beast Wars Transformers, because those things were fucking awesome, but as it stands now, I'm not really, I don't really care now. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Beast Wars is awesome. That's I just keep thinking of that. It is. But like basically you just it's just like a standard third person shooter with a couple different transformations. It's nothing amazing or anything. And I think it's just alright. I, I didn't get to play multiplayer, and that's where it is great. But um yeah, I didn't really do much. So sounds like a good time. <laughs> Not really. But okay, I'm gonna move on because I really don't have much to say about that because I only played it for about maybe a half an hour, just trying to get some uh, new games in here, I guess. Uh, Left for Dead Two. This game is amazing. Like I got it on 360, didn't like it that much, and then I got. Um, PC and I'm playing it with like some noob tubers, Spike from the not Spike nine four one on the forums and another friend, um and it is just great. Have you guys have both played this on three sixty, right? Yeah, I've got it for three sixty. Yep, me too. Um, I uh this week finished the Weatherman ca- or the Hard Rain campaign where there's well, that's the achievement. <laughs> that's why, and I'm looking directly at Steam, so it's like Weatherman. <clears throat> but um, isn't that the one where it starts like flooding and yeah. stuff? All right, yeah. And that was even if it was just on normal, it was still a lot of fun. I, I like, I think they almost like they almost perfected that game. What do you guys think? Uh, that that game is like one of those games that you can always go back to. Yeah, and like you can just keep playing the campaigns over and over again. Yeah, because it'll, it'll, it'll always be fun different too. Yeah. Um, like just everything about that game is just so well done, and even if like my graphics aren't as good on my PC as they were on my 360, I still love this game on PC, and I got free. Passing DLC, so I'll play that eventually, and yeah. 
You guys got anything to say about Left 4 Dead 2, or should I move on? Uh, I've only I've only played two of the campaigns, and one was by myself, and one was with other people, and it's it's really cool. I just never find the people. people yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I I can find them, but I just never think to ask to play it. So I should probably do that because it is fun, and I had a lot of fun when I was playing, even though there's fucking freaky ass clowns in my face. But yeah, I, I like the clowns. Game. Yeah, I don't like clowns, but yeah. It's it's a good it's a really good game. I just I haven't played it as much as I would like to. Okay. And uh my final game that I've been playing this week is Sam Max Isation Santa. This is the first episode of season two. And or also called Sam and Max like Beyond Time and Space or something. That's another name they gave the season. I'm working on the second episode, but this game is really fun. I mean, it's an adventure game. So if you guys don't like that, then it might not be for you. But, um, yeah, it's, like, really entertaining. Basically, I'm not going to give away the whole plot of the story, but, like, Sam and Max go outside, and there's a giant robot attacking, and Sam and Max are, like, two animal creatures that live in, like, a normal world, basically. And, uh... They go outside and there's a giant robot singing 80s songs trying to destroy their building randomly. <laughs> so, and then they stop him and he's just like, and that was really funny for me for some reason. Like, he would just start singing, like, when he dies, he says, another one bites the dust. And he just randomly, it, it, it just, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but they know comedy pretty well at Telltale. And I don't really know. Like I, I love adventure games, and I'm gonna keep playing this. I got season three as well, so I'll probably have more Sam Max to talk about in future what episodes. You guys, how many it? how many Sam and Max episodes are there or seasons? I mean, there's uh they're working on season three right now. They're in the middle of season three. You oh, can, nice. You can get uh episode four of. Season 1 for free on Steam and everywhere, if you want it. It might be a little confusing because it's episode 4, but it's free, so if you want to try it out, that's something. Yeah, I might do that, because I've never played one of these games. Like an adventure game? Yeah, I've never, like, like um, isn't this, like, that's sort of like Monkey Island and yeah, all that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've never played, like, a game like that. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, it's... The gameplay is basically fluent in the story. I mean, like, I was gonna, like, sometimes gameplay is just, like second nature to this. Like, like, it, jokes are more important. Like, puzzle solving almost takes a second step to it. It's really weird, but it really works. I mean, sometimes the puzzle solving is really important, but. Does the humor build on itself? Like, if you, if I just started in episode four. Would I think it's as funny as if I would start in like episode one or something? Nah, you. It would probably be more funny if you started at episode one because there's callbacks. Yeah, that's like what I a thought. TV show. Um, I mean, there's not a ton, but there are some callbacks. You can also buy the episode separately. So if you don't want to spend a ton of money either, you can do that. They're only like eight bucks for an episode, but or you can buy a whole season like I did. I don't know. I have a question. Yeah. 
What the hell does Santa have to do with this? Oh, uh, Santa sends the giant robot to Sam and Max so they have to save Christmas because Santa gets possessed by something. Oh. So it's a Christmas-themed oh, well. episode. Yeah, when you put it that way, it sounds really normal. Uh, Sam and Max humor. So it's, oh, it's crazy. I mean, some of the puzzles are like a little twisted humor puzzles, so it, it's not always normal logic, you know? Yeah, uh, this is the, the rabbit and the dog, right? Yep. Yeah. The so. dog and rabbit thing, as they're called in trailers. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a show as well, right? Isn't it? Yeah, uh, it was a TV show during, like, the 90s, and you can get a uh, DVD of it, and it also, like, back early 90s, and I'm getting a book of it, so I should probably talk about it next week, they did have a comic book series before any of the games came out. So. Cool. It is, it's, it's this cult following kind of thing, and it's really good. I mean, isn't it, I mean, we just talked about this kind of before we started recording, but isn't this a lot like Wallace and Gromit, like in the same... Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Telltale made the Wallace and Gromit games, too, and they're the same developer who's doing Sam Max, so yeah, same idea. Yeah. Alright. So, that's all I've uh, been playing. What do you guys want to, which one do you want to go next? Um, I'll go next. Okay. Um, I have been playing Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, and I know this game came out a while ago. I just, well, I've had it, like, sitting on my shelf for a while, but I just decided to play it recently, and I'm really pretty much addicted to it right now. Um, yeah? Yeah, it's kind of like a change from, like, the Banjo-Kazooies I'm used to. I'm used to more of the adventure, like, run around and collect the little puzzle pieces, Banjos, but, right. um... This one's more vehicle-based, and you, like, you create vehicles to, like, go on the, like, missions or whatever. You guys have played this. Have you played this? What, Banjo-Kazooie? Yeah. Yeah, Nuts and Bolts. Yeah. Um, and right now, I think I'm on, like, the last world, like, Terranium, Terror, something like that. And it got really, really hard later in. Like, I'm getting stuck probably on every mission. Mm-hmm. And it's taking me a long time to get anywhere, pretty much. I never got that far. Like, like you saying, like you were talking in IRC saying, "Oh yeah, I got every single." Uh, who's the guy who gives out the trophies? If you did like Trophy time? Thomas, I think. Oh, okay. he's a little yeah. running guy on the. Yeah, I like. I only got like three of those. Like, I just played the game for. But you were getting like you want a thousand points this game, right? Yeah, that's my ultimate goal. Like, by the end of it, I want to a thousand it. Because you 200-pointed Banjo-Kazooie and Chewie. Yep, yeah, that's right. So, so how, so is it, are you taking a break on it just so, to, from the Terrium of Terror? No, not really, like, every once in a while... Actually, like, once a day, pretty much. I'll, like, try to go back to it and try to, like, make a little progress. But then I just get so frustrated that I just have to put it down. So, <sighs> sounds like me. <laughs> so, have you actually, like, gotten all the worlds and you're just working on the Terrarium of Terror? Or are you just on the Terrarium Because there's one more world after that. Yeah, I think 
Um, it gives me the option to go to the next world. I just haven't yet. Because you want to do them in order. Because the, you were having trouble beating some of the missions because you did them out of order, right? Yeah, like, well, I was trying to beat, like, each world as it is. Like, mm-hmm. it's, breaking up, it's broken up into different acts, like Act 1, Act 2. And I was trying to finish all the acts within each world before I moved on, which is not what you're supposed to do, I guess. Because you need the certain pieces to get... Because all yeah. of Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts is building cars and vehicles, and maybe you didn't have the right pieces or the right... I don't know. Yeah, that's that's kind of how it went. And then, like, then I went back and did the missions that I was stuck on from a while ago, and I would, like, pass them with, like, 30 seconds to spare. And I was like, oh, like, I just wasted a bunch of time trying to do this mission when I could have just waited a little bit and then done it fine. Uh, right, this so game, they... for me, is, like, the game I love the most that I've never really played. Because I haven't gotten far in it at all, but I love the original Banjo-Kazooie, and 2 is cool, too. And, uh, I, like, everything about this game is, like, really cool. Like, the intro is, like, amazing, where he's fat, and he has oh, to yeah. kind of, like, <laughs> r- like, stumble up the path. But, uh, and the humor's there and everything, and it looks really fantastic. But I just, for some reason... Haven't played it, but I really liked uh, the building. That was, I think that was really fun, actually. It's just kind of like Legos. Yeah. And that's the next game I've been playing is Lego Harry Potter Years One to Four. Oh shit! Good segue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't um, even mean to do that. <laughs> yeah, I thought I would take the opportunity, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I really like this game, even though I don't really like the Lego series or whatever it is. It's not really, but. Well, there, there's like ten games, so yeah, I guess it would be a series. I don't know. Yeah. Well, like they're not all together though. Yeah, they just have one basic idea. I'm um uh, yeah. Well, they're all like they kind of all use the same like except Lego Rock Band, which is I don't even know what that was. Yeah. But go on. That exists. Yeah, I'm I'm getting it from Gozex too. <laughs> Do you have to have the rock band stuff for that? Yeah, I have rock band stuff. That's good weird. luck, man. <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. Uh, but gone. Sorry. Um. Well, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I grew up reading the books and watching the movies. I guess. Uh-huh. Um. So I decided to pick this up too, even though I'm not a huge fan of the Lego series. And it's really fun. It goes back and makes a lot of humor about like all the stuff that happens in the books and the storyline and stuff. And it follows, I guess it follows the books kind of closely. But overall, it's just, it's a really enjoyable game. I, uh, does it, like, because, like, I was watching Sunflower's Let's Play, which was entertaining, and, uh, <laughs> um, it seemed like it followed the movies more than the books. Am I wrong on this? Well, yeah, I guess it followed the set pieces of the movies more so than the books. Hmm. But in Sunflower's Let's Play, he was kind of overcomplicating all the puzzles, like, to the <laughs> extreme. <laughs> so how did you kill that troll? Because I was confused, too. Throwing things on it, or...? Well, you know how he would make the ceiling fall? Yeah, that was how... He was supposed to have his spell out, or a spell selected, but he had his rat selected, you know? And when that happens, you're supposed to throw the ceiling pieces at the troll, and it'll hurt him. Mm. And then you just rinse and repeat three times, and then you should be fine. 
It wasn't that. It probably, that boss probably took me like two minutes to beat or so. I don't know. I've been I've been playing it co-op with my brother, so maybe that helps because he can catch stuff that I didn't catch. And I was really disappointed. Why do they keep putting no online co-op in these games? I don't even... I don't know. Like, there's always rumors that it's going to have online co-op, but... And it, then it never does. Yeah. So, yeah, this one doesn't have online co-op. It only has... Lo- it has local co-op, which is alright, I guess, but... Well, it's cool you have someone to play with all these local games. This one's awesome. Yeah, he, my little brother's usually my co-op buddy. He plays everything co-op with me, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, like, how, what year are you on so far? Um, la- or Two nights ago, we just wrapped um, year one. Okay, so... We're going to start year two probably later today. Did you get, like, everything in year one and, like, totally finish it off? Or is there certain no. stuff you can't, like, get because you need all the characters? Yeah, there's yeah there's certain spells that you need later on so you can come back to it. Mm. But So we'll probably beat the whole game and then go back and then collect everything we missed. How long do you think roughly this game is? Do you think it's longer than most LEGO games or about the same? Um, I know well, you haven't gotten that far, but... well, We've probably time. played about five hours or so. And that was on the first point. year, yeah. And you didn't do a lot of the uh, free play, or did you? No, we haven't touched free play yet. So, that's a lot. But it's really weird, though. Like, when you're playing uh, local co-op, like yeah. the, you're on the same screen, but then as you separate, Goes it split. turns to split screen. Yeah. But it's like a weird split screen. It's not just like dividing across the screen. It's yeah. more like... Um, it like move the screen like moves around. Do you know what I mean? Like the line of uh, dividing the screen like turns. It's changing. You, it's really it makes me dizzy actually. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Sounds bizarre. So overall, good game though. Yeah, I'd recommend it. Especially to like a Harry Potter fan or and stuff. Yeah, it's really nice for Harry Potter fans, and I guess. If you like the other Lego games, you're yeah. going to like this. Well, I basically, I think I stopped at Lego Indy, the first one, not the new Lego Indy. And Swoop says that's like the best Lego Indy, so I don't know. Um, but I'm, I might try this sometime. Um, I have a question: Is are you gonna try any? Go back and try any of the Lego games now? Um, well, beforehand we played. Me and my brother played um, the Lego Batman. That's one, right? Yeah. Lego Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we played yeah. that one, and we did not like it at all, or at least I oh, didn't. Man. That game it awesome. was just re- it was just really boring. I thought. Yeah. Like all of the levels just felt kind of just repetitive. Dull. Yeah, yeah, and they were. Yeah. It was really. It had like a dark theme to it. Hmm. I don't know. We also played Lego Star Wars way back when it first came out. That was the beginning. Yeah. yeah, that was the beginning of the. Lego off bullets or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I probably won't go back to Lego Indie because I've never watched those movies. No, yeah. They're so, not very yeah. good. But the the cool thing about the Lego games is they're all pretty easy to get all the achievements on. So is that in your sights? Yeah, I hope to get a 1,000 on it. Have you ever yeah. gotten a 1,000 on... Uh... Oh, yeah, you didn't like Lego Batman, so why did you get a 1,000 on My bad. Yeah, so we gave up on that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that game. 
There's a lot of collecting, though. Like, if you like collecting, then you're going to yeah, enjoy I mean, it. I was seeing studs come out of every which way during Sunny's Let's Play. Yeah, and like one of eight, like one of 15, stuff like yeah. that. And he thought That's why a- I like the game so much, is because I'm just a big, I'm big on, like, platforming and collecting. So yeah, I think what- that's kind of why I like the games. It has puzzles. Not really. <laughs> there are puzzles. Yeah, you can Sonic. call them puzzles. Got, um, so, is that all you've been playing? Yeah, that's all I've been playing. Okay. Carnage? Uh, I had a pretty slow week as far as games go, so I played a little bit of Dragon Age this week, and, I mean, I, I've, I've put about 20-some hours into this game, not just this week, though, and I spent about three of it in the same fucking area, called the Fade, mm. <laughs> but, um... Uh, and it's just kind of what, when he said earlier, how he just gets so frustrated because he wants to continue, but he just stops and puts it down. That's what I do with this game. I get like, I get like 15 feet further and then I'm like, fuck this. And I turn it off. But, but the game st- itself. But you still yeah. enjoy it? Oh, well, the game itself is absolutely phenomenal. Mm. I love this game so much. And it's, it's weird because this is one of the only games where, I mean, there's always games where you're like, yeah, I'll go through and play that again. But, this is the game where I'm constantly, every time I make a decision, I'm like, next time I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm always thinking about the next playthrough. And, like, I'm a h- human warrior now. I'm like, next time I'm going to be a elf mage or whatever. I don't know. But I'm always, always thinking about what's going to happen. And it's actually caused some, like, dilemmas. Because it's like, I've spent five minutes contemplating one decision going, what the fuck? I don't know what I want to do right now. And... Because, you know, you can pick which party member to even have on your team. You could you could probably go through the game without meeting half the party members. And uh, it's I just really like how varied all of the different playthroughs would be. But it's kind of scary because I have so many other games I really need to play. But I'm so, I so badly want to go back and play this. So it's like, I don't know what the hell's going on. And I'm not even close to being done, really, this playthrough. Mm-hmm. I I don't think, because, like, out of the 25 spots on my map, I've only visited, like, eight of them. Uh, Two questions. Um, Are you thinking about getting all the DLC and Awakening anytime soon, or is that way down the line? And also, why is... Because you hated... You didn't really like Mass Effect. Um, Why did this game interest you? Just the fantasy setting doing it for you? Well, for your first question, the uh, I own all the DLC already. Oh, I just kind I kind of bought it ahead of time. I and, do uh, that too, so that's cool. But I have I've played through the Warden's Keep downloadable content and the uh, the Return to Ostagar, and they are both well worth their money. I think so. That's kind of a little mini review on them. They're both very very awesome and worth it. I think I don't think they're worth they're more than four hundred points, but um. As far as, like, Mass Effect goes, there was just a lot of things about Mass Effect I didn't like. And, yeah, I'm not a big sci-fi guy, and the fantasy setting is, like, what I really do like. So that definitely helps it along. And plus, this game came out how many years after the first Mass Effect? So it's just a better-made game. And, like, in Mass Effect, I just... I didn't like the dialogue thing where they give you, like, two words for each option, like, okay, or why, and then, like, the next one would be 
sorry. And then, like, you would pick one, and he'd be like, why the fuck did you do that, asshole? And it's like, whoa, I didn't want you to be mad. I just wanted you to ask what what happened. And that, <laughs> I just kind of had a problem with Mass Effect with that. But uh, I have the second one upstairs. I, I'm trying to force myself to finish it. But I definitely like fantasy setting and creatures and everything much, much more than sci-fi. So that's probably why. Uh, that the, that is uh, one of the things I like about Mass Effect was then when you were choosing what dialogue you wanted to say, you didn't know exactly what the outcome would be, so it was kind of a guess. I mean, yeah, I can see liking that, but it's just like when I was like trying to be specific, it was like, fuck, I didn't want you to kick him in the fucking teeth. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, have either of you guys played this or no? I'm, I might get it soon. Hearing you talk about it and seeing one of my friends play it sounds like a good game, but I still haven't... Well, I finished Mass Effect, but I need to finish it again to get my perfect playthrough done and then play Mass Effect 2, so I don't know. And I'm more of a sci-fi guy, so I don't know. But it looks really good. It reminds me a lot of KOTOR, which is another Bioware game. Never played it. It's good. (laughs) I have uh, Dragon Age on the PS3. And I played about, like, an hour or so, but I just never really got into it, so I just kind of started just playing other games, and it kind of fell behind on my list of stuff, like, my priority list of stuff to play, you know? Yeah. And I just never I got around tr- to it. I had trouble getting into it, like, because I was trying to figure out which which uh, starting origin I wanted and all that stuff, so it was kind of one of those things where I forced myself, I was like, all right, let me just do this, and after I got past, like, a half hour past the intro... I was like, all right, this is really cool. And then the next thing you know, it was like five hours passed. And I was like, holy shit, what's going on? So I think, I don't know if it'll be the same for you, but that's, like, I was having trouble getting into it, too. But, yeah, I love it. And there's more downloadable content coming out next week about Leliana, which is the chick I'm trying to fuck. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I'm going to get that. You're excited for that. Okay. So, um, let's go on to listening to a nice, wonderful story. Anyway, children, wasn't that a wonderful story? Wasn't that a wonderful fucking story for you to hear? Okay, so we're just gonna, I'll just keep the same order. Uh, I've been reading just one thing, Sega, Saga. Saga? Saga, thank you. Of Swamp Thing Volume 2, which is amazing. Because I read the first one, and I thought that one was good too, but this one is, like, so good, like, how it puts all the DC characters in it, but, like, being its own, too. Like, I'll go back a little. Basically, before... This was Alan Moore's arc, like, these volumes, the Saga ones... There was Swamp Thing before this, written by Len Wein, who I never read those books, but basically in those, Swamp Thing's this guy who, or, or there's an explosion in, like, a swamp, and he ends up in the swamp, and then the guy, like, like thinks that he's a guy, but he just has a swamp, like, body, you know? But in the saga of Swamp Thing by Al Moore, he finds out that he just, the he actually isn't that guy. He uh, just, like, 
the creatures in the swamp being mixed with the chemicals just formed a persona that was actually him. So he's trying to come to terms with just being a plant. And it's like, and like how they bring the villains out, it's like, you never, Swamp Thing, he's not like an A-list superhero, is he? But like they make him a superhero? Well, he's, he saves like Louisiana like every comic, basically. He sounds kind of more like a villain. Yeah. Uh, Or like the old horror creature. Well, he's kind of like that. Well, anyway, this one episode... (laughs) Well, he looks like it, at least. But, like, this one episode, or comic, uh, there was a arcane, one of Swamp Thing's most powerful enemies, who can, like, kill people, like, take people to hell, and has, like, all this supernatural stuff. Well, he takes Swamp Thing's, like, I guess you would say girlfriend, or whatever, friend, who is a girl, to uh, hell. And he has to go, first he goes to heaven and meets uh, the guy who was uh, actually, who he thought he was, and talks to him. And it's just like, and he meets all these supernatural DC characters, which if you're big into, like, comic noir, or, like, like, all the information, it's really cool. But I don't know. I mean, it's it, it's really good, and I really liked it, and I thought it was great. You guys got any questions? Is this a comic kind of book? Yeah, it's a graphic novel. It's a comic right. book. It, it's just a lot of comic books put up into one thing. So, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying, like, I just think it's cool that, uh, this is, you said Alan Moore, right? Yeah, the Watchmen guy. Yeah, I just think it's cool that a big uh, kind of name, I think, I'm pretty sure that's a big name, kind of took a un. Yeah, I mean, the character. comic was, uh, like, almost dying. Like, it wasn't as successful, and Len Wein wanted to get off of it, so he really brought it back. And, like, like he did things that were, like, unheard of at the time. Like, he, uh, there was a big thing about the comics code, which was this thing, like, you can't have this in this comic, you can't have that, and it was a good way to keep comics still going and not people burning them all. Well, he got rid of that in his comics. Like, DC was like, okay, you're doing something great, we'll just take away the comics code, and you'll be able to do your revolutionary stuff, and that was awesome. So, yeah, it's really good. But I, uh, maybe knowing a little... Because, like, when I went into Volume 1, it was a little confusing because I hadn't read it before, like, the earlier issues, but it it is a good jumping-off point, and I really enjoy it. So, yeah, that's what I've been reading. That's cool. I really like that it's kind of, I like, I literally didn't know there was a DC character called Swamp Thing, so that's cool that it's gotten kind of a good treatment. And the sad thing is there's a Marvel character named Man-Thing who is basically the same character and came afterwards. They have tons of that shit between the two of them. I have two encyclopedias of, like, each, and it's the things you can compare are ridiculous. But, yeah. That's cool, though. I really think that sounds cool. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Oh my god, I just looked up a picture of Alan Moore. He's, yeah, he's, uh, he l- likes his hair. 
He looks like a hobo. <laughs> Holy hell. Uh, Crimson, have you read anything? No? No, I haven't read anything this week. Alright, well... Uh, I have been reading the first five and only available, I guess, volumes of Scott Pilgrim, because I've been trying to prep myself for the movie, and I'm not, like, I'm kind of one of those people that, like, I was really excited for the movie, and then I kind of started to feel bad, because I didn't really know anything about it, and I, I, like, I start feeling like a bandwagoner and, like, a poser, I guess, so I forced myself to kind of get these, but... It was kind of this cool accident, because I never, ever go in my local comic book shop. I never do it, but I was like, whatever. And I went in, and they had them for like $6.50 each, which is crazy cheap. So I I was like, screw it, I'll get them all. And I went home, and over the like uh, process of like two days, mostly insomnia at night when I'm not sleeping, I read them all, and they are fucking amazing. They were just... The it's just cool because it really is geared for just right up my alley because there's music plays a huge part of the books and that's um, awesome. I'm a huge music thing. There are so many video game illusions like the cover, I guess, for the not the cover, but like the inside thing picture for the fourth book is like the Sonic the Hedgehog logo with Scott and Ramona in it, his girlfriend. And um, the story is about this kid, Scott Pilgrim, he's like 23, I think, and he he meets this girl, or he wants to meet this girl called, named Ramona Flowers, who is new in town, and she's like weird and mysterious. And then he finally kind of tricks her into meeting him, and then they're like, hey, yeah, let's go out, let's let's do this. And then while they're out, this guy smashes through the roof, total superhero style, flies down to him. And says that he's Ramona's first evil ex-boyfriend. And then they fight Street Fighter style, and he, Scott Pilgrim knocks him out. And it's just like, after on the way home, she's like, yeah, you're probably going to have to eat my, or defeat my seven evil exes. And that's <laughs> the, whole, the whole premise for the comic is that he has to defeat her ex-boyfriends. And um, it's... It's just, it's just really such a funky, crazy idea that works so good. Like, the way he blends kind of, like, not reality, because it's obviously not a real thing, but you don't even realize how weird some of the shit is, because it almost seems realistic, because, like, he'll go to take a piss, and it'll have a pee bar, and it'll de- decrease as he's peeing, and then we're, like... He'll be sitting in the, in the mall, and he'll look in his pocket, and the money bar will be empty, but the hunger bar will be full. And just very, like a lot of video game references, it's the stories are just so cool, and I don't, I'm so so excited for the movie. Even though I said I don't like Michael Sarah, and I really I don't like him, but it looks like it will be really really faithful. Like I saw this thing that was like a screen by screen kind of diagnosis of the first trailer they released and there were so many little things like one of the ex-boyfriends is a movie star so in the trailer there's a bus going by with a poster of a movie with that guy on it like just really tiny little things that you're just like oh that's cool and like the the video game illusions are when he defeats one of the exes like they'll drop coins like money and the first guy drops like two dollars and 14 cents and he's like this isn't even enough for the the cab fare home 
And then his girlfriend's like, do you need me to lend you 15 cents? Like, it's just silly. And Or it gets to the point where the second guy drops a skateboard, but he can't use it because he didn't take skateboard proficiency in grade five. So it's very, very video game based. And, and the art style is really, really simplistic, but it's still the, he manages to get the expressions of the characters so amazing. And I guess the closest thing I can think of that it reminds me of is, uh, Scott, really because of the way his hair is shaggy and everything he really reminds me of link from wind waker that's kind of what all the characters remind me of it unless they're necessarily different like the x's or something but i'm the they're just amazing i love them so much and the the last book comes out on july 20th and then the movie comes out on august 13th and i will be there first day for both because i'm just so freaking amazed by this series did you know that they're making a uh, video game based off the movie? Oh, yeah, that looks freaking awesome. It's a beat-em-up, right? And it's, I, I, yeah, it is, it is. Yeah, it's a 2D beat-em-up. It looks good, too. Yeah, and there's four-player co-op where I think you play as the rest of his band, like this, the guitarist and singer Steven Stills and stuff like that. So that looks just... It's so cool that something like this is branching out into uh, mainstream, I guess, like, but... The video game looks really awesome. It's got the exact kind of art style of the comics, but it's also done by some other dude. I can't remember his name, but he's he's done other famous shit. So the video oh, game looks Oh, you awesome. mean the movie? No, no, the guy the guy oh. doing the art of the game. Oh, okay. Sorry. But yeah, I I absolutely love the books. They're just they're just awesome. I See, I was, like, thinking, I was like, I can say this and this and this about it, but I can't remember now. All I can just say is that they're so cool, and I like them so much. So, I don't know. Go get them. I mean, I don't think they're six fifty normally. I think they're, like, $10 usually, but that's still not too bad. Because the books are, like, 150 pages or around there. So, oh. Are they 10 bucks yeah, each? I, yeah, I think so. Okay, that's not bad. For 150 pages, that's good. Uh, I'm guessing that these aren't, it's not a big deal, but these aren't in color, are they? Uh, no. That, Except that for the one start of the fourth book, where the Sonic the Hedgehog logo was kind of a special little intro. Okay. Which was in color. But, yeah, it's it's fantastic. And now it's like, it's, done, it's made me, like, laugh, and it's made me, like, just kind of, like, snicker, like, oh, man, I get this, and, like, other people... Like, someone that just picks a book up that doesn't play video games won't realize it. But it's also managed to make me actually concerned with the characters. Like, Scott's kind of, he's not stupid, but he's very absent-minded. So, I i guess I kind of relate to him. But it's, and I don't know, I just really, it's managing to make me care about the characters, but also just be kind of silly and really off the wall, obviously, since her ex-boyfriends have superpowers. Like, the guy who's vegan has fucking telekinetic powers. So, it's just very, very cool. That's all. I mean, do you guys have any more questions about that? No, not really. Nope. Uh, the next thing, I just kind of wanted to mention this, because I've been reading this for, like, three or four years now, and it's, it's just a webcomic I just wanted to mention. It's called Questionable Content, and it's run by this guy named Jeff Jacks, I mean, the website is questionablecontent.net. And the comic is about 
kind of indie hipsters, but it's it's very it's very much gotten past that point. Like most of the early comics, all of them had a joke that kind of the punchline always kind of revolved around like a really weird scene band that most people wouldn't know of, like Pavement or Modest Mouse. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but now it's it's gotten past to where it's just it's over. It's got over like fifteen hundred strips now, and it's got a really long and cool story arc going and the i guess the not the twist because it's not really a big deal but the hook or whatever is that there's also robots <laughs> and uh like they're called anthro pcs for anthropomorphic you know computers and like the main character martin has one named pint size who is basically a little shithead because he always causes issues and problems and like the way the way he is is the the creator Jeff Jacks made Twitter accounts for all of the main characters, which is really cool because they'll have like in depth dialogues between each other on Twitter that you won't get if you don't like subscribe to them. But Pint Size, whenever he posts something, it's always linked to something like hentai porn with cocks coming out of their eyes or something really weird. Like so that's kind of how he is, and uh, it's just it's very very cool and. Once again, it appeals to me because I'm a big music fan, but it's also it also has just it's also just a very much everyday slice of life comic. And uh, the only thing about it that I dislike very much is that the uh, he he just kind of he does it for the fans, but it's also like he doesn't give a shit much about what they think. So if he gets bored of a character, he will literally just stop writing them, and like not give the story, not give any reason. Yeah, like, they'll just not show up anymore. And you'll just kind of be like, what happened? And, like, it's gotten to the point where people complain so much that he forces a comic in there. And it's like, this is what happened. Will you, Steve, will you please leave me alone? So he's kind of like a grumpy guy, but he's also cool. Like, I mean, I interviewed him on for a book report two years ago. So, like, it was just, he's a cool guy, but he's also kind of a dick sometimes, and it bleeds over into the comic very rarely. But for the most part, it's cool. It's it's every day, Monday through Friday. And I, it's gotten to the point sometimes where if I know he's doing something, I'll stay up until he updates it just to see what's going on. But, yeah, I, it just, I've been reading it for a few years now, so I'm pretty much devoted to it. Do you check the comics every day, or do you, like, can you, like, let them build up and, like, check well, a bunch of them? I, I usually check them every day now, but when I first started, there was already, like, 900 comics, and it was one of those things where I blew through them all in a few days, because I was like, oh, this is cool, and I forget how I even found the website, it was through another webcomic, I think, but I blew through them all, and then it kind of sucked waiting every day, but, yeah, I I usually, and now since I don't sleep over the summertime, I'm usually up when he updates it at, like, 2 in the morning. So I usually check it before I even get to sleep. Oh yeah, that's cool. And that's that's all I've been reading. Okay. So let's get our popcorn ready. All I wanna know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? Um I just finished off Mega Sixty Four version three in the last Three episodes were much better than the last, the previous three. Uh, as they always are with Mega 64, it's always like the last three episodes are always better than the first two. Like every ver- uh, version, it's like that. 
like this one has like Mega Sixty Four the musical, so they're all singing and like stuff like that, and it's just ridiculous. And then they also like have a big end finale that's like gigantic and has huge like like fighting and all this crazy stuff, and it's really good. I mean, you have to be really into like surreal humor to get this, but like I really enjoy it. And like during the musical, they have like like. Because, you know, Mega 64 has all those skits. Like, they have all game music, like, all music game skits. So, like, they would do, like, uh, Parappa the Rapper and then Elite Beat Agents and stuff like that. So they, like, not all episodes are themed like that, but it was a really good episode. It was probably my favorite episode of that version. That's cool, yeah. So, do you guys have any questions, or? I don't. No, neither do I. Uh, I don't really know exactly all about the Mega 64 series. It's it's really, like, Mega 64 has branched out in so many ways, it's kind of hard to explain, but, like, the main thing, the series, is only, like, on DVD, and it follows Dr. Pock, who's this evil mad scientist who kidnaps these three guys into testing video games to find the perfect video game, that will make humanity fall to his power, and, like, they just test, and that's where the skits come from. So that's, and that's basically the show. It's kind of like, like, they had one episode where they made a joke that they had Mike Nelson from Mystery Science Theater, and if you really think about it, it's kind of a lot like Mystery Science Theater. And that's why they made that joke, because it's a mad scientist, all this, and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's really entertaining, but it's very surreal humor and stuff like that. So, the other thing I've been uh, watching, and I have no clue what I just watched, was Bright Falls, the Alan Wake prequel. Because I wanted to play Alan Wake, and I was like, I should, you know, wait a little, but then do uh, the Alan Wake prequel. And I was like, what did I just watch? Yeah, you don't really need to watch that Bright Falls prequel in order to understand the game. Or at least I didn't think so. Well, I didn't get anything out of it that I that was intelligible, so I was like, okay. And like, I was talking to Doctor Gumar, friend of the show, and um, he, I was like, what the hell is going on? He's like, crazy stuff, and I was like, okay. Um, so I was just like. Like, I I just didn't understand, you know... Anything like, yeah. about it? So, That's pretty much how it was for me, too. Is Alan Wake the game like that, too? No, Alan Wake the game is more comprehensible. Like, it more You get more attached to the characters and the story and the plot. It's not just random okay, weird events, I guess. I, like, I kind of make out a plot. Like, the plot is that, like, a reporter is starting to, like, go insane and, like, do crazy stuff at night. And that was basically the whole story for six episodes. And they weren't long episodes either. I liked the silver light effects because, like, they have a special video browser and, like, things. And it will be just, like, a video player. And sometimes, like, if something big is going on, like, he hits his car, like, against the deer, there'll be a big explosion on the whole screen. And that was kind of cool for an effect, because, like, you're not expecting it to go outside of the video player, and that was cool. But, yeah, it was it was unintelligible, but 
I don't feel like I wasted my time. I should probably, I'll probably do the next thing with Assassin's Creed uh, Lineage and talk about that next week. So, Crimson, what? Or unless you guys have any more questions for Bright Falls. No, I think that's, I'm good. Okay. Um, so yeah, I've been, or yesterday, really, I watched The Last Airbender. I went to the theaters to go see that. Mm-hmm. And I was really looking forward to it. I didn't know everyone thought it was going to really, like, be a bombshell, I guess. I didn't know it was supposed to be, like, this huge letdown movie. And it really didn't let down for me. I enjoyed the full, like, two hours that I was sitting in the movie theater watching it. And it follows, like, it's only in book one. The movie only takes place over book one, which is the water book and the huge battle, like, to defend the water tribe place. But they, um, they stuck to the characters pretty well. They had actors portray the characters, what I thought was pretty well. Except for the Fire Nation, I guess, is getting some flack because... They're all Indian. Yeah, they're all Indian. (laughs) And, uh... (laughs) Um, and I guess the water tribe and everyone else is white, but I didn't really notice really anything. Um, they got down like the water bending and the fire, like all, they have all, every bending, whatever, I don't know what it's called, bending. Yeah. Yeah. They have all that in the movie. And I thought it looked really, really good. Like when you're watching the cartoon, you always say like, oh, like I want this to be real. This is so cool. Or at least I do. And, uh, they do that. Like it looks really, really good in the movie. And, uh, they also, they also changed a couple of the pronunciations, which I thought was really weird. Like, and that was probably like the Aang. one, yeah, Ang being a big one, like they call him Ong, which I don't know, I guess they did that. At first I thought they just did that because of the Avatar movie, you know, the blue people one. I thought they were like trying to avoid like copyright stuff. I don't know. Which makes but sense. I guess they did it because of other reasons. And that's how they pronounce it in that country, uh, Korea and like stuff. But they also changed like how they say Avatar. They say it Avatar, and uh, they just like yeah, they just like switch to the vowels on like every name, pretty much. Like, do you guys know how like the uncle of the of Prince Zuko or Zuko or something? Yeah, I remember him from the TV show. He was like yeah, Uncle Avatar. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like this short fat guy, and he he's kind of funny. Yeah, but then the movie he's like this like really powerful general who's not fat at all. He's like really muscular and strong, and like serious all the time. And he's not like bumbling about like doing this and doing that. They just I don't know. I enjoyed the movie overall, and I thought they stuck to the like source material really well. But apparently, everyone else doesn't think the same as me. <laughs> Overwhelmingly. Yeah, six percent on Rotten Tomatoes is not a good thing for that movie. But go on, Chris. Yeah, I also saw it in 3D, which that didn't really do anything mm. for the overall movie. I don't think it does. Like most movies are just shoehorned into it. Yeah, that's kind of how it felt. Thing. There was no 3D effects or anything. Um, have are you like? I don't know if you're a fan of... Do you like any of his Shyamalan's other movies? I've never really seen any of his other stuff, really. Like, Unbreakable, Sixth Sense, any of that? No, I've never seen any of that. 
Okay. Those are the two good ones. Is he known for doing, like, bad movies or something? Well, well, (laughs) he's more known for twists. But his career is noticeably going downhill. Yeah, Yeah. after The Happening. The Happening was terrible. I thought that looked pretty good. It It, looked good. Yeah, it was a cool concept, but the movie was horrible. And, like, he did Lady in the Water, which was stupid as hell. The village was very borderline. Gotta sit him with water. Let's go to Signs. The, uh... So yeah, Signs was cool. I, actually I used signs. to be scared by the Lady in the Water trailer when I was younger. I, like, I was, like, terrified of it. Like, you know how they have, um, children's nursery rhymes and scary movies in the background? Like Dead Space? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Twinkle, Twinkle... Yeah, that, yeah. like, that scared... I had to plug my ears every time I saw that commercial. I was probably, like... Ten years old? I don't know when that, that movie came out. That fucks with me, too. Like, when nursery rhymes go wrong. Like, the whole, yeah. like, oh, uh, Rosie Posey or whatever is about the bubonic plague. It's like, no, my God, that's terrible. <laughs> that always screws with me, too. But, uh, yeah, he's not, he's basically known now for trying to do stupid twists and being a bad director. And especially now with this movie, the, uh, feedback it's getting he's gonna he's basically gonna have to crawl under a rock and die because but, nobody's gonna give him a chance anymore but i guess the movie sold okay or was okay at like sales so maybe he'll keep going i don't know we'll see yeah they also set it up for like book two they set it up as a sequel how i many, don't know how how many books are there in the avatar tv show do you know there's three okay so yeah I mean, it would make a nice trilogy, but if no one's gonna go watch it, then there's no point. Yeah, definitely. I do. I do kind of like. I mean, I appreciate because when I was originally looking at the movie, I was kind of getting like pissed because I thought they were just trying to shoehorn the entire thing into one movie, and I was like, oh, they're missing tough, and like, you know, I thought they were missing characters, but I I appreciate that they were trying to give it the the uh, length that it deserved, but apparently a lot of the people's complaints were that they rushed it. So, I don't know. I didn't think that at all. Like, when I went into the movie, I thought the same thing as you, where they were going to make the whole series into one movie. But then I was surprised to find out that it was just the one book. Really? Yeah, I thought they covered... Yeah, they pretty much covered all the main details, unless I forget some. It didn't really bother me. Well, that's... I mean, at least you liked it, right? Not uh, wasting money. Yeah, that's true. And they brought Abba to life, which is the only thing that movie really needed to do for me. He looked really nice, too. Yeah, I mean, I've seen like, the trailers of him like flying around. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Abba's awesome, yeah. So... Um, yeah, so the next thing I was watching is the show Lie to Me. Have you guys seen this? I haven't heard of it. Maybe I've seen it. I'm not sure. It's on, like, Fox, the... Fox Channel. Um, it's one of those shows where they have a case each episode. Yeah. And yeah, the um the main premise of the show is it's this group of people who they study people's like facial um structures, I guess, mm-hmm. facial and how they react to certain situations. So then they can catch people in lies, and they know if someone's telling the truth or if they're lying by how they react to the certain situations. And so, like, well, this previous week, there was this soldier who 
had PTSD, but he was denying it. And he was like going crazy every night, shooting his hat. Like he had guns in his house and he was like shooting around and like pretty much terrifying his kid. And he claimed that he wasn't crazy, that someone was really after him. And, uh, so their whole goal was to figure out if he was crazy, if he was telling the truth or if like, if he was telling the truth that someone was after him. And then later on, they have to find out who is what, like what led to all this pretty much. And they do that by how he reacts when they do, when they recall certain events or like if he, okay, well, one example, it's kind of hard to explain, but like one example is like, if someone's denying something, like saying, oh, no, I didn't do that, but they're shaking their head up and down, yes, they like instinctively shaking their head up and down, yes, then that means, oh, they're lying, they did do that. Like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but I really, really love the show. I got you, yeah. What are the main characters like? Um, They have Dr. Cal Lightman. He's the main, main character, and he is... Similar to the character House, if you guys have known that show. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of, like, arrogant and standoffish. And then they have, like, the girl doctor who, that's, like, his love interest kind of thing. And then they have, like, a bunch of, like, understudy characters who they're all right. They don't really, they always are, like, doing their own thing to the side. There's usually, like, two cases per episode. And then, like, the main characters and then them. And, yeah, it's, the characters are pretty they're like they're likable. Okay. Uh, how new is the show, or has it been around for a while? Uh, I believe it's the first season. Mm. There, I think it's the first season. If yeah. not, it's like the second season or something. So pretty new. Yeah, it's pretty new. I see commercials for it often. It's one I of those things where, like, works. yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I see the commercial, I'm like, oh, that looks really cool, and then I never do anything about it, like watching it. Oh yeah. But, the, like, the premise seems really cool, like, watching certain muscles tense and all that stuff. Like, it, it's a neat thing and probably definitely based in, uh, truth. And then, like, as you watch the show, like, you become, like, experienced with it. So, like, you'll start catching stuff before they catch it. Like, oh, he just shook his head up and down. Like, oh, that means he's lying. And then they'll, like, later on say that. Like, that's the only example I can come up with right now. But that's it's fine. usually a lot cooler than that. <laughs> It's have not like, oh, yeah, to, chicken Have you been able to put your detective skills to real life? <laughs> no, I haven't tried that yet. That'd be <laughs> a little awesome. weird. I wonder <laughs> if it works, though. He's like, did you take my money? It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you're lying. That'd be awesome. Yeah, so that was lying to me. That's it for me, though. Oh, uh, it's my turn now, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Um, the first thing I watched is this movie called Adam, and this is kind of up there with my, I don't know if this is, like, weird, but I kind of like indie romance movies, like, I don't know, like, like, 500 Days of Summer and Garden State and stuff like that, and, uh, this is kind of, it's kind of the same gist, and the story is about a guy named Adam, and as the movie's opening, he's, like, burying his father, so... He's all alone, but he's a very peculiar guy, and you figure out that he has this thing called Asperger's Syndrome, which is a a slight, like, it's related to uh, autism. Yeah. And and it just, it, it does certain things socially and 
it just kind of hinders different abilities, but there's like, it's still kind of a very able person. And, um, so he meets this girl and she's like clearly coming on to him and he doesn't know how to react to it. So he's just kind of like, all right, bye. And then like, one of the things is she said, he's really, really obsessed with space. Cause that's one of the things with Asperger's is people, they say that they tend to latch onto one specific thing and really, really be brilliant. And like, uh, involved with it. Like a singer for the band, the vines that I really love is music. And he's just totally into music. So it's kind of like, I don't, have you guys ever read this book called the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime? It sounds like a weird ass name. I yeah, know, no, I've never read that. Mm-mm. It's about a kid with Asperger's. That's why I was like, I was already familiar with this scenario, like before I watched the movie. But uh, and like he's really, really into space. And then he's like, "Can you see the sky at night?" She says, "I would if my windows weren't so screwed up or foggy or whatever." So then he's like, repels down from the roof and tries to scrub her windows for her without really like this is before they even really talk all the time. Like it's just a nice gesture from him, and. They have, you know, emotional things because he can't tell what she's thinking when by the look on her face. So it's just, it's really kind of an emotional movie, and it, uh, I, there's like nobody in it that's famous except for her, the girl's dad, and I can't remember his name, but he was like, uh, you know, have you guys seen Mr. Deeds? Yeah. A Adam while Sandler? No, not Adam Sandler, but you know the asshole guy with the like the kind of long black hair, the, the bad guy of the movie that was trying to steal the company from Adam Sandler. Yeah, I'm vague. That's, that's yeah, that's the dad. So like that's the most famous person in the movie. Yeah. And um, so it's just it's a very cool, touching little romance movie, and uh, it's it's just really cool. And I think it probably and I I like I feel weird trying to speak on it, but I feel like it portrayed this this thing very nicely and delicately, not like just weird, but it was, it was a really, really cool movie. It's on Netflix. Uh, wait, was it on Netflix or did I get it from Netflix? No, I got it from Netflix physically. So if you got it, if you want to see it, you have to do it by that. But, uh, it was just a really nice, nice, very nice movie. And the acting was fantastic. Um, I just going to put it out there that, my mom has seen this movie, and she said I would really like it because, in fact, I do have Ash Burgers. Really? So, yes. You? Yeah. So that's that's interesting. Crazy, dude. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think you should definitely check this movie I, out. I probably will. Yeah. Because I think they handle it very nicely. Yeah, like, like uh, there was one scene where it was, and I I can kind of relate to this that like he said like. There was, like, he went to some friend's house, and they had, like, a kid, and he's like, do you want to see my toys? And he's like, no. Oh, yeah, there was the baby. And or like, baby pigs. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just like, no, because, he, like, just he doesn't want to, and he's honest. So <laughs> <laughs> that part was awesome, yeah, because that's, that's something I wish I could say, but I, I would be like, no, it's cool. Let me let me see. But yeah, it's a it was a fantastic movie. It was really cool. And I I don't remember when it came out. If it was like this it was year like or last year. year, yeah. Oh, see, if it was this year, I would say it deserves some sort of award. But it was it was really really good. I think like I don't know Crimson if you're into that kind of movies, but I think it's good. You guys should watch it. I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. I've heard the or I've seen the trailer for Five Hundred Days of Summer, and you said it's yeah. like somewhat like that. I guess I really thought that looked good. Well, it's, I mean, it's not 
like the plot wise, it's not the same, but it's just kind of an indie same romance style. Movie. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, um, the the next thing I watched is I was trying to catch up on season two of Dead Like Me, which is a show by fuck Brian Fuller. I'm pretty sure that's his name, Brian Fuller. And I'm pretty much in love with this guy's shows because he the first show I watched from him was called Pushing Daisies. And it got canceled after two seasons, which, like, shattered my heart. But this he did the show before this, like, a, quite a few years ago. Like, I think it was, like, 2001 he started. But um, the premise of the show is it, this girl named George, which I think is a cool name for – well, not a cool name, but a weird name for a girl. But uh, she um, is just kind of scooting by. I think she's 18 years old. She's kind of scooting by. She's one of those, like, I fucking hate life. This sucks, whatever. And – uh. In the very first episode, a toilet seat falls off of the space station, rockets down to Earth, and kills her. But right before, but right before it kills her, a guy touches her shoulder, and what that what he was doing was reaping her soul. And then it turns out that that was that guy's last soul he had to reap, and now she's a grim reaper. But I mean, it's not like she doesn't look crazy; she looks like her. But to the rest of the world, she looks a little different. But what they do is there's, like, a little group in this city, like, four or five people, and then there's, like, a head guy by Mandy Patinkin. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but he's a really awesome actor. He's in Criminal Minds. But um, he's kind of, like, the head honcho, and they every morning they go to this little restaurant, and he writes down on Post-it notes and hands it to them all, and all it has is the last name and a uh, time and or an, and an address. So what they do is they have to go there, figure out who this is, take their soul before they die and then then they'll die and it's it like in an example in the first um episode is he she goes with this guy named mason who is the coolest character on that show he's really funny and he's he died because he drilled a hole in his head because he wanted to get high like he's like a stoner but uh he goes she goes to this bank and they're sitting there and they're just trying to figure out who this guy is and this big scenario goes down where like Two people come in with guns. The bank's getting held up. Some chick comes in, thinks her husband's cheating on her, so she holds the robber up, and all this shit goes down, and nothing happens. And then this guy walks in, slips, and his head gets caught in the revolving door and smashes his head. And they're like, oh, I guess that was him. So it's like, they do it whimsical. Like, it's, like, funny, and, like, it's a comedy, and it's silly, but it also, it deals with death, and it's very, uh, like, there are kind of meaningful things to it, like, there will be times where one of them will get a post-it note and it's like for a little girl and they're like, whoa, I don't, I don't want to do this. So it's, it's very weird and very funny, whimsical way to do this. And I watched the whole first season and loved it. And then like the second season on Netflix, only like every other episode was available. And I just said, screw it because I don't want to watch them like weird and out of order like that. But, um, and it's just, this guy has, this guy, Brian Fuller has made, and, of course, it got canceled after the second season as well. This guy, Brian Fuller, has made three shows, and the first one was called Wonderfalls. And I don't know how far that got, but it got canceled. And then Dead Like Me got canceled. And then Pushing Daisies, which is about a guy who could bring people back to life by touching them. And then, like, he ended up being hired by an investigator. He would touch them, come back to life, and he had a minute to figure out what happened to them, who killed them. And then he would touch them again, and they would go back to being dead. So all of, all of these shows have like have to do with like death and are kind of morbid concepts wrapped up in funny little jokes. So and uh, they all get canceled, but I love them all. I love all the shows very much. But yeah, Dead Like Me is 
a really, really awesome show. But they've just made a movie recently, kind of like trying to revamp the series. Don't watch that. It's terrible. Dead Like Me, the movie, or...? Like it's it's dead like me and it is a movie but I don't like I don't think it was big enough to come out to theaters or anything. Oh. But like there's like two or three character changes like the people who play the characters. Mm. And then like some characters just don't show up anymore. It's just mm-hmm. it's really weird like and I watched that first before I watched the rest of the series and I thought it was okay. And then when I watched the series it was one of those things where you look back on it and you're like that was terrible. Like kind of my example is always reading the book I am legend after I see the movie and I'm like fuck that movie. That sucked. So, it's it's kind of like that, but the show is fantastic. I I recommend it with my whole heart. It's one of my favorite shows for sure, and it's very just it's just very whimsical and like gruesome, but just silly at the same time. It's just cool how he walks that line between fucked up and silly fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I think this show sounds really cool. Yeah, I saw a couple yeah. episodes and I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's very cool. The things that cause the death are called gravelings, which are like little imp creatures that you can't see if you look directly at them. I think that's what they said. But like, they they are the ones that like in the first episode, the thing was a piano gets dropped on a lady, and they made a joke like, "Well, that was classic" and stuff like that. But like, the gravelings are the ones that cut the rope, so they're the ones that kill people, and it's the reaper's job to go and take the soul before they die, or else they'll suffer when they die. So. It's just, it's a really, really cool, neat concept, and I, I would love to know how the guy came up with it, but it's very neat. And, um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's dead like me. The, uh, the last thing I watched was, and I don't know if this was a DreamWorks movie or what it was, but it's called Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and I think it's loosely based on the book. Yeah, they I, made a 30-page book into a movie, so. Yeah, but this movie is awesome. I thought, because, like, I mean, I I mentioned it before. I'm, like, a big fan of, like, I guess, kiddie animated movies like this, like, computer-generated movies. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but, like, I'm the kind of person who, like, will go to the movies to see all of them, and this one slipped under my radar. That's exactly how I am, too. (laughs) Well, yeah. I I love animated movies. Have you seen this? Yeah, I've seen this. Oh, well, did you like it? I thought it was all right. I liked the humor in it. I didn't really like the plot, I guess. Like, it didn't keep my attention that well. Yeah, there wasn't much of a plot to begin with. And the thing, my biggest complaint was, I didn't like the main character, like, at all, for some reason. Like, I usually relate to the eccentric, freaky people, but this guy just kind of pissed me off. (laughs) But, uh, the, like, it's just, uh, this guy is an inventor, and he's all his life been trying to invent things. And he usually does, but they always, like, have weird results. Like, uh, spray-on shoes, he sprayed a spray can on his feet and he got shoes but then he realized he couldn't take them off or he made rats with like parrot like really colorful parrot wings so like there was just he's basically known as a town fuck up basically and he's like not giving up so he finally makes this thing where he thinks I can change water into food and he's just trying to do it for this like special event but something goes wrong and the thing shoots up into the sky which he doesn't mean for it to do and then like a couple minutes passed of everyone booing him and then cheeseburgers start falling from the sky and everyone's like, what? This is ridiculous. <laughs> so, and then he basically manages to make a machine to tell, tell the other machine what to make. So he starts taking requests like, oh, what do you want for dinner today? Oh, I want steak. So then he'll type in steak and steak will fall from the sky. So that's kind of the thing. And of course, you can obviously tell things get out of hand. Like, 
you know, whatever. But um, I just wanted to mention, and since you've seen this movie, you might remember this part I'm talking about, but there is one part that just made me crack up so bad, and it was like, he made it snow uh, ice cream. So, it, or, yeah, it was like snow, but it was ice cream everywhere. So people were, like, doing snow angels face down, so they were, like, eating the ice cream. And, like, this kid goes, hey, you want to be in a snowball fight? So... And he's like, oh, I don't know how to do a snowball fight. And then when they're like, you got to throw it harder, he goes on this, like, rampage, pegging people with snowballs. And he hits this little girl right in the face. <laughs> and she gets, I and remember she gets that. These, like, and she gets these, like, dead eyes. Like, she just got shot in the fucking chest. <laughs> and she drops on her knees and falls face first, like, and from Goldeneye, like, when people would die like that. And then he turns around and pegs their mom, and she just, like, flies up against the wall and slides down dramatically. And for some reason, that part made me crack up so bad, because it looked like he... Killed the, <laughs> killed the chick, but that, yeah, and it's just, it's kind of clever with the way, like, he makes a house or a building made out of jello, and it's like a big trampoline. That was my favorite part, the jello scenes. Yeah, that was cool, I, I really liked that, when she, he can, she can and bond, and then he body flopped on it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, it's a, it's a, I mean, I, like, I'm a fan of these kind of movies, of these animated movies, so I would say watch it just because at this point there's not really enough of them to get overwhelmed so if you want to be a completionist with your and keep up on your animated movies you should watch it it's it's on netflix so that's where i saw it uh i mean would you recommend this yeah i would recommend it it's pretty cool i thought it was it was just funny and it was one of those things where they managed to stretch out the book enough to make it entertaining, but it wasn't like, I mean, like you said, the plot was uninteresting if it was even there. It barely, it really wasn't one. It was just, I made this happen and now it's going to get fucked up. It was basically the plot. It was more of like the one-liners that kept you entertained. Yeah, and it was just, I thought the visuals were really cool too. Like, just seeing a big-ass pancake crush a school was just like, oh, that's kind of silly. Or when... I don't know. There's a tornado of spaghetti or whatever. So it was just cool. Um, Muzz, do you have any interest in this at all? I mean, do you um, like these kind of movies? Yeah, I do. Uh, I just never got around to seeing this one. Yeah, it just totally slipped out of my radar. This, Bolt, and something else were like movies. I was like, yeah, I gotta go see them, and then they just totally went by me, and I was like, shit. But have you seen Bolt yet? Yeah, I actually really liked it. Oh yeah, I was gonna say because Bolt is one of my favorites, like animated movies out there. It's funny because the people who do all the voices in Bolt, like, I don't really like John Travolta that much, and I don't like Miley Cyrus, but I love dogs, and he was so freaking cute in that movie <laughs> that, like, I just, that, that was actually a really cool movie. And, like, Kung Fu Panda, is I really like that, too. And I'm just trying to think of all non-Pixar ones. Yeah, so, I didn't know there's an alien. I never saw that. Damn it. <laughs> now I have to go watch it. But, yeah, I've never seen that one, either. But uh, yeah, that was that's Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I th- I thought it was it was enjoyable. It was it wasn't very long at all, like an hour something. But it was cool. I liked it. So, so that's everything, right? Yes. Yep. So let's get on to the news. <laughs> Who wants, do you want to take the first one? I can take the first one. Uh, yeah, you can do it. Um, I got 
or Carnage found this. Uh, Master Hand, finally, they figured out how to unlock him in Super Smash Bros. Melee. Something that would have been important had it happened five years ago. But, before Super Smash Bros. Brawl. But it's still cool. I mean, it, it kind of shows that that game was rushed. Because, like, if you, like, added action replay, there's so much stuff you could do to that game. Like, you could play a sandbag, you could do so much. Like, they let so much of the code be open. And this doesn't even require any, like, messing with the code. Like, this is just doing a certain button combination, and then... You get to play as Master Hand. Sometimes the game glitches out and stuff, but, um, yeah. I just think this is cool because it was like, back in the day when Mei Lee came out, it was like, your friends would be like, yo, I unlocked Master Hand. And you'd be like, fuck off. No, you didn't. And that was like, that was like the thing. Yeah. Everyone wanted to be Master Hand. It was always like that in Sonic where the people that my friends would be like, yeah, I unlocked Sonic or I unlocked Master Hand. I'm like, no, you didn't. Get out of here. And it's (laughs) it's funny how, Eight years later, this was just discovered last year that it, he is unlockable through a little... It's, it's like hardly even a glitch. It's really just a button press. It, it's just funny, yeah. Um, I'll get to the next one just because this, this has been interesting to me. Uh, Roger Ebert, who... Roger Ebert? I don't even know how I just said that. Roger Ebert has backed it down from his Games Aren't Art shenanigans and uh this when he said this a while ago it was one of those things where at first i was like what the fuck like who gives you the right to talk about this but i very very quickly was like whatever i don't care what he thinks and it's cool that he um is kind of uh changing his tune well he's not he says that he still personally doesn't believe that they will become art but the way he expressed it was not good and he expect he expressed it like it was a fact and he said it wasn't it wasn't fair for him to criticize something that he's never even tried which is very true that's and that's pretty stand up of him to to go ahead and admit that and he also said that in the he, like that post got like 4300 comments or something ridiculous and he said that because of all the comments he was actually going to try and play Shadow of the Colossus now cuz that was the game mentioned the most which is funny because Which is awesome though. Well, but it's funny because like the guy who made Shadow Colossus uh, said, "Nah, games aren't art. You got to play them, so they're not a passive thing. So that doesn't make any sense whatsoever." And he's completely right on this, and so that's funny that he's gonna play Shadow of the Colossus because that's the opposite of what. The Shadow of the Colossus was like, he's like, yeah, Roger Ebert's right. Because I remember I read an interview with that guy, and he's like, yeah, he's completely right. That's kind of funny. I didn't, I didn't know that. But uh, I just, like, my my overall opinion on this is, I wouldn't, like, Roger Deepert, I actually do read most of his reviews, especially for movies that I care about, but I'm not going to go to a, a fireman to help me get, you know, my washer fixed. You know what I mean? Like, he's movies, and I'm talking about video games. Yeah, I don't. I pulled that <laughs> metaphor out of fucking nowhere. Don't. <laughs> and um, that's just kind of my thing is, let him think what he wants, and his opinion really doesn't matter that much. So, I mean, what do you guys think about this whole scenario? Crimson, uh, do you want to go? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I basically the only reason why he's getting attention is because he's extremely famous reviewer and. 
it applies to our culture. So it's not that really that big of a deal at the end of the day. He can say what he wants. I don't really judge him, and I somewhat agree with him. Games aren't a passive media. You actually have to do something, and I don't know. What do you think? I'm kind of I'm kind of the same way. Like he can have his opinion, yeah. And unless it like doesn't influence the way games go, I guess, then he can say what he wants. I'm not like offended by it or anything. Yeah, me neither. I was surprised at the amount of people that like were. You know, I mean, it's like I am one of the people who think that games are art. Like I would consider something like Bioshock art very artistic, but like I. When he said this, I was just kind of like, like I said at first, I was like, "What the hell?" But then it was just kind of like, "Whatever." But the amount yeah. of people that really latched onto this and were like pissed was, I thought, it was kind of shocking. Mm. Um, I will take, or I'm gonna let Karn take this one because he knows more about Fable than I do. Well, I mean, the next three are just kind of read-offs. Oh uh, yeah. Fable three is going to be episodic, like Fable two is now. So. You, I'm sure the first episode may be free as well as as the way uh, Fable Two is also, but yeah. uh, that's that'll be cool because Fable Fable Two sales increased a lot when they did that. I so. have a question: Did they ever release the other five episodes of Fable Two? Because I never saw them. Yeah, they did. Where did they go? Did they take them off Xbox Live? No, they're on the games on demand. Oh, so you just have to buy the whole. Oh, when you go to the games on demand, you get a mugger. Like, it's like if you click on Dragon Age, and then it has the list of all the downloadable content. Like, okay. it's the same way with Fable 2. I thought they disappeared or something. Because I looked, and I didn't see them. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Um, I'll take this one. Uh, Final, Final Fantasy fourteen. the new MMO, is coming out on September 30th and 22nd for those who get the limited edition. This is only on PC. It comes out, like, in spring 2011 for PS3 owners, so... Crimson, you were thinking about upgrading your PC so you could play with everyone else on this? Yeah, that's kind of in the back of my mind. I know. If I I ever have the money, I will do that, but not just for this game, definitely. Yeah. I'm thinking about upgrading my PC sometime, too, just for all games in general, but yeah. I mean, it it should be... Karn, you're probably the most excited about this game. Or maybe, I don't know, because you were talking about it, that you're excited for this and Cataclysm. What do you think? Yeah, I'm 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 really uh, excited for it, especially because like the force behind it and NoobTube right now. Like, if you say, "Hey, who's getting this?" Like, 15 different people will raise their hand. So that's that's really cool to have kind of this before the game's even out. Like, it's not something like, "Oh, who's gonna get Red Dead Redemption?" And then you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna get it." But like, this is game is built for social interaction, mm-hmm. so it's cool that it's like. Yeah, and then we're going to coordinate, and, like, I'm going to be this class because you're going to be this class, and it's it's actually, it's kind of neat. I really like the idea. I, I just like the idea of MMOs in general. So when stuff like this happens and comes together, it's just, it's really neat to me. Yeah, I love the ideas of MMOs. Just never got into one. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Uh, I'll let you take this one because it comes with a heavy heart for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's Dead Rising 2 has been delayed about a month. I mean, it's, it went from the August 31st to September 27th, which, the, like, it's not even enough time to really do anything significant to the game as far Other as... Other than probably advertising. Yeah, so I don't I don't exactly know why they're moving it, but it just sucks because I mentioned that 
my birthday is August 28th, so I would have had, like, a good reason or, like, a full wallet to just walk in the day this came out and get it, and now it's, like, I'm still, I'm sure I'll just, I'll just save the goddamn money. It's not a big deal, but it's just, it would have been nice. I'm really, yeah, I'm really psyched for this game, but, I mean, whatever they need to do. It's not, it's only a month, so, and no big deal. Case Zero should come out any day now, so. Oh, yeah, I forgot all about that. So, yeah, this should be on Xbox Live Arcade. Maybe this month. I don't even know. They haven't said, but who knows. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll take this one. Uh, Hulu Plus, it's, it's coming for everything eventually. Uh, it's already on iPod and iPad and, or iPhone, iPod Touch, whatever. And then it's coming to PS3 soon, like very soon, and then 360 early 2001. I think it's coming to Wii someday. Basically, Hulu Plus, it's not as great as I was hoping it was going to be. For $10 a month, instead of having five episodes that are like, and then they keep doing new ones and getting rid of the old ones, you get the whole season. But you still get ads, and you still get, like, so, like, why would they do that? That's stupid. For $10 a month, you shouldn't have to have ads, I think. But, I don't know. Maybe that's that's a way to get uh, the companies who are doing Hulu to keep doing it. It seems like it's just a way to get more money, though, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're already charging $10 a month. They don't need ads to make any more money from it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little pissed that it isn't included with something like, I mean, Gold, Xbox Live Gold, or PSN Plus now. I mean, it's one of those things where I have to sit back and think, like, all this stuff that I'm getting for Gold is really, really cool and, you know, worth it. But it's just in the back of my mind, I'm like, come on, couldn't you just made this free too? But, well, like, it's more the service than it is Xbox. Yeah, it's like LastFM or Netflix. It's, it's a separate service. So it's, Universal, so they can't really do that, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, I just—it's cool because on Last FM they let you play with it anyway. I don't have a Last FM account, but yeah. I'm allowed to listen to music on it. Yeah. With Netflix, is something that I just—it's out of sight, out of mind for me because my mom's been ordering it for how long? So it's just—it's always been there. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's just weird to me to be like, oh, I'm gonna have this panel, but I'm not gonna be able to click on it. So mm-hmm. I don't—I don't know. They, you know how they have Hulu Plus, like it's already out on the iPods. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, actually downloaded the app. Even I'm not planning on buying the subscription service or whatever, but they have some free shows that you can still watch even if you don't own an iPods. Oh, so that's cool. So it it oh. still goes on. So maybe there'll still be stuff on Xbox 360. That would be nice. Yeah, there was like, like there was a couple good shows on there. Like it, it's mostly just pilot episodes of different stuff and different seasons of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, every, like, there's a handful of stuff on there, but it was nothing to, like, write home about. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's fine, I guess. Okay, so, Mr. Nobody is our new Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who he is either. I just figured because of the stuff we talk about on the show, it was worth mentioning. No, guy, it definitely is, but who is this person? This guy, Andrew Garfield, is going to play the new Spider-Man, and... Of all the, like, he's been in, like, six or seven different things, and the only one that jumped out at me was the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Let me look and, at this list. Go on, IBM. Go on. And, uh, I mean, to be fair, he definitely looks the part of per- Peter Parker. He definitely looks like a scrawny little nerd, but 
I don't. I have no idea. And maybe that's kind of, maybe that's kind of the better route, though. I mean, would you would you want someone you know to play Spider-Man? Like, I didn't know who Tobey Maguire was really before Spider-Man. But Tobey Maguire had a career. Yeah, like, I mean, he, he was in like yeah, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and small stuff like that. I remember him in, but and Pleasantville or whatever. Is just, there I a reason? I was gonna say I just think I think I'd rather it be a unknown guy now that I think about it. Yeah, well I was gonna say, um, is there a reason that they're rebooting the series again? Because Raimi or Sam Raimi is done with it and Toby doesn't wanna do it and neither does any of the actors, so they're just rebooting the entire series. But shouldn't they like wait a while? It's just like the third Spider Man didn't come out that long ago. Yeah, I guess you could yeah, I guess. You gotta get that train rolling. I didn't I really know. like the movies. Well, you know? I, I like two. Two is good. Well, I mean, like two and one were. I both they, they were both good, but I really didn't like him as Spider-Man at all. And Sam Raimi is just like whenever I think of him, I just think of Evil Dead. <laughs> like that's just kind of like thing. So I was always like, he's not supposed to be doing this movie, and now he's doing Warcraft movie. So like I don't know what the hell he's doing, but that. I just I wasn't a big fan of the Spider-Man movies, and I didn't like the organic web shooters. I know a lot of people like yeah, but it, it saved so much time. But whatever, you know. I I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for the reboot, to be honest. So I don't know anything about this. Oh yeah, here I'll do this because I found it. Um, the Paranormal Activity two, ta- two trailer because it clearly needed a sequel. Yeah, uh, it got yeah, pulled seriously. from it got pulled from theaters because it was being it was too scary. Now, there's two there's two parts to this. One, I watched the trailer when I found this story, mm-hmm. and it's not scary I know. at all. Like, it's just there, like there's, babies. There's, there's nothing, nothing scary about the trailer. No, I but thought. here's the thing: is it was the shown in front of Eclipse, the new Twilight movie. Yeah, so. It's, so that's why it's being billed as too scary, I guess. Yeah, my sister mentioned something about that. How, like, she was watching Eclipse and then, or, like, before Eclipse, the previews showed paranormal activity, and she closed her eyes and plugged her ears and, like, was, like, humming to herself to avoid getting that's scared by it. Herself. That's and she, <laughs> the first one. <laughs> yeah, like, I liked the first one quite a bit, but I, this pisses me off that they're making a sequel. You know what I mean? Like, the first one had this, like, weird air to it. Like, oh, man, this might be based on a real story. And, like, all and I think it was based off a book. So all this cool, creepy shit. Now they're just like, also, here's the second one, just because we need money. You know what I mean? It's just more crazy crap is going on and shit. We need money. Well, I mean, seriously, they're probably not going to spend that much more, much more money in making this. And if they get to turn around like they have for Paranormal Activity 1, which was the highest uh, budget-to-gross film of all time, I think they're going to be happy. Yeah, I mean, that's it's definitely the quick way to get rich. Like It's like Blair Witch Project, where they just ran around with a video camera and yeah. ended up making how much money. Blair Witch was this, uh, the second... Uh, after Paranormal Activity came out, so, yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured, but, uh, I mean, Crimson, you saw the first one, right? Yeah, I saw it. I 
wasn't really scared by it though. I thought it was yeah, an right. interesting concept. But yeah, I mean, it was an I overall good movie. Scary. I, yeah, I just this bothers me now that everything has to have a sequel or everything has to be a trilogy or yeah, everything yeah. does seem like it has to be a trilogy. And I'm not going to complain. Like I'll probably go see the second Paranormal Activity, but I don't think it's necessary. Really, I don't either. Yeah. And I think they're going to yeah. use the same person that's possessed from the first movie. Yeah. In the that's second what one. That's it looks like. Which I really? guess that'll be cool. Yeah, the girl is back again, and she's and she's going to go haunt somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, I guess I guess it. Uh, wait, you mean like the same ghost or the same? Demon, no. same woman, yeah. The same woman. Oh, Katie, well, I think her name was. Oh, see, I guess the ending I got wasn't canon, I guess, because that wouldn't be possible. Oh, yeah, that. that's stupid. Stupid multiple endings. Yeah, so like... <laughs> that, stop that doing was, that. Movies, stop. It's annoying. That was the one I saw, so it was like... So now, like, when you guys were telling me that, I was like, what? How is that even going to work? Like, uh... Like, this is a little off topic, but have you guys ever seen, um, Freddy vs. Jason? Yeah. No, I have Oh, well, did you, uh, Moz, did you see the alternate ending for it? Where Freddy's, uh, Lincoln? No, that's the original ending. Uh, I did not see that one. And, like, thing. God forbid I spoil this, but it's an alternate ending, so fuck off. But it's, it's basically, and this is the ending I preferred, actually, but... Freddy vs. Jason spoilers now. Go. <laughs> the ending with Fred, with the other ending was they were the boy and the girl were in bed like you know fooling around and then the guy pulls back and starts choking her she's like what's going on and then the big nails come out of his hand and he cuts her open so it was like Freddy won mm-hmm. and I liked the, I liked that ending much more because I like Freddy but like and that was I guess I tricked myself into believing that ending so when people were like Jason won I was like fuck you so I just don't like when they do different endings like that. Because it's like you're splitting an audience. Yeah. I don't know. But, I yeah. Went off there. So, Judd Apatow, famous for a uh, four-year-old virgin, uh, knocked up, and Funny People is doing a new, P- is producing a new Pee Wee Herman <laughs> movie. What do you guys think? Pee Wee Herman is always good. Wow. Do you guys like Pee Wee Herman? He's funny in the movies, at least. Well, yeah, the movie by, uh, and I'll, I'll sell Tim out, Burton. Ron. Yeah, the movie by Tim Burton, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, is like a classic to me. Like, I think it definitely, I mean, it did get made into a kid's show afterward, right? Yeah, Pee Wee's Funhouse. Yeah, and I, I don't think I ever even watched that. That's but the good original too. movie. The original movie was really cool, and there was actually some freaky parts in it. Yeah. But, uh, I, I love the movie, and I don't really like this director or whatever producer. So I'm not. I don't know. It just, it just feels weird that they're going to be a movie and it's not going to be Tim Burton because I don't know. But it has Paul Rubin, right? Mm. That's Pee Wee Herman. So yeah. like I think I don't know. Uh, hopefully he just kind of says I'll give you the money and you just kind of do your thing. So I don't know. I really like the original movie a lot, actually. I remember when I was, like, younger, I used to watch this movie, like, the original Pee Wee Herman movie, and I yeah. remember, like, really, really enjoying it, and then I watched it recently, probably a year or two ago, and I thought it was just creepy, like, I didn't remember Pee Wee Herman being so strange. Yeah, I mean, the one about the bike, right? I mean, that's the Yeah, when he gets his bike stolen, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and like I also that happened to me. Like when I was younger, I loved it, and then like when I rewatched it recently, I like picked up on all this stuff, and I was like, "This is like a really fucking weird movie." Yeah, that's like, exactly what happened. This is like creepy ass movie. So I think it, it'll be the same thing for the little kids that re- that saw the recent Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie, and then like later on they'll be like, "What the fuck? This is weird." <laughs> but yeah, I, it's it is a very very creepy movie, but that's totally up my alley. So I don't know. I this feels weird that it's not Burton, but I I mean I'll have to wait until like reviews or whatever. Finished. Out. Yeah, like it's further along the line. Yeah. So there's gonna be a Lego movie. Basically, that's the end of that story. Huh. Why would they do that? That's How is a- that gonna work? They haven't really said. They're just starting to get producers and stuff on it. Like a Bionicle movie, or like no, 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 no. like Lego. What like, the hell? How's like that? Maybe it'd be like a town of Lego people. Probably be. I don't know. It doesn't really make much sense. I don't get it. Oh well, if they did an animated movie like that, that would be fine. Like if they just had the little storyline. Like if they did it in the same line as like Lego Island yeah. or something. Yeah, like if if they if it was oh man is that the one with the pizza delivery boy? Yeah, yeah, they should make a game about or a movie about that. that would, I mean, like I'm talking like a kids movie, and it doesn't even have to go to theaters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that wouldn't be horrible. But, but this this is like a this is gonna be like a theater movie. Yeah, this oh. isn't like a, this isn't like Bionicles. This is gonna be big stuff. Like they're spending money on this and getting big names. Well, that's not huge. Weird. I know that's, that's what that's makes like, it weird. That's like them making a Sims movie. Like, what the hell? Which they are doing. Yep. So. They're making a Sims movie? Yep. Yeah. What the hell? Like, how, what? tell me how that's gonna work. I don't even know how that's gonna work. Are they gonna have, like, a running bar on the bottom where it's like, oh, this person has to use the restroom? I don't know. Yeah, and, like, a green diamond following everyone. <laughs> but they're also making a Monopoly movie, and the guy who did, uh, Alien what? is doing that too, so. If that gives you, or at least he's supposedly doing it, so that Wait, gives you an idea. Isn't Alien James Cameron? No, no? that's Aliens. That's oh, C- oh, 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 okay. Alien is uh, Scott Ripley or whatever. Oh, Ridley Scott. Yeah, Ridley Scott. There you go. Okay. That's weird. But, like, I heard he was going to do a Dune movie, so that's, like, a weird bouncing off each other, but all right. And this might be old news. The director of District 9 might be doing this, but last time I heard, Peter Jackson might be doing the Hobbit movie. Boo. No? You don't like Peter Jackson? I don't care anymore now that it's not Del Toro. That's, uh, like, that's really why I was excited. I don't, I, like him so much. I don't really think, like, like, sure, it's just a directing job, but, like, like, you're right, Del Toro has a certain magic when it comes to fantasy, and that's what The Hobbit really needed, right? I think so, yeah. So, it might be okay, but it's not going to be you, good, probably. Grimson? Do you uh, have any thoughts on this? Um, I probably wasn't going to see the movie either way, like, no matter who was directing it, but now this is just, I guess, more... Icing on the cake. Yeah. So, this is probably the saddest news of uh, <laughs> the episode, if even, and we have some pretty sad news. Son, Sean Connery is returning from retirement. That sounds like a good thing. Well, he's making a shitty kids movie, and we will put the link or the video <laughs> in the thread, because it is so bad. It looks like one of those $5 videos that you find at Walmart. 
that and you're like, why do they make this? It and basically he's a skateboarding grandpa who saves beavers. I don't know why he would come out. It's of the so strange. Of yeah, it's like, I mean, Sean Connery. Well, he hasn't been in all good movies. I mean, his last movie was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but he's had a pretty good career overall. And he decided to come back to make this movie. Doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Uh, the thing, the thing with this trailer is it, like, because I, I kind of watched it again when we were starting the show, just because I, I didn't finish it the first time you showed me. And uh, like, are you guys familiar with the term Uncanny Valley? Yeah. Where like the faces are just weird, and like when a robot is so human-like, you get like freaked out and kind of revolted by it. That's what this thing gave me because of the way the faces are. It's like, well, Uncanny Valley is like, it's so real, it's crazy. This isn't real, it's crazy. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's just, it's, for me, it's, that term has always been related to how the face on something looks. Mm. And like, it's kind of like the body's moving fine and all, but. Well, there's no facial expression. Yeah, like they look dead and it's just so weird to me that that freaks me out like i have this thing i haven't played heavy rain but i have the same problem with that because like they were moving fine like when i played the demo but like when they're talking their face just looked blank and dead mm-hmm. but yeah so that's ugh, i don't know Fucking did you guys weird. know that uh this is based off like an animated short from four years ago no and he was also in that it's called sir billy yeah what yeah. the hell? It's, the first one was called Sir Billy the Vet. Also, now he's saving beavers, I guess. And now it's just going to be Sir Billy. Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. Sean Connery. He needs his... I guess the beavers must be giving him alcohol or something, because this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this is this is probably actually sad news. Larry King... Well, I guess it's not sad, because he deserves to quit. Before he dies, Larry Queen, Larry King. Oh my God, yeah, really. I, th- I think it's kind of sad. But Larry <laughs> King <he> dies. <laughs> Sorry, Larry King is retiring after twenty-five. Wasn't it like twenty-five years? Yeah, that's probably what. something like that. So, what do you guys think? Um, I think it's sad news. Like anytime someone retires, and he's always been around there. Like always, he's always on television. But it he seems like needs a retirement. I mean, yeah, I don't disagree with that. I'm, I'm, I, I don't mean that lightly when I say that. What I just said not too long ago. You're oh, not gonna say. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't pay any attention to the late night guys. I assume that's who this is, but I don't like I don't know which He's one. He's an is. interviewer. He doesn't do like comedy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't the old care. guy. <laughs> he uh has I hope he has a nice life. And I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't watch his show at all, so so uncultured. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Rock, okay, you take this one because you were interested in this. Oh yeah, I just thought this was funny. Uh, the rock band senior designer he's left Harmonix for Twisted Pixel, which I mean we've talked about it on here. That's the company that made the Mall and Explosion Man, and it's going to be Comic Jumper, which are you know small the, games. Yeah, and they're both and they the both that have been released have been really really well received, and I just think 
I, I don't know the whole story behind it, what caused it to happen and all that stuff, but I just think it's funny that Rock Band, I mean, you could consider it one of the behemoths that's making money as far as, like, in the game world, I think. And uh, I just think it's funny that the senior designer leaves that for the small little company that makes just kind of like, like, they're not indie games, but they're pretty damn close. So, well, I got some another little secret story to tell you guys. Uh, did you know that this is a lot like, the portal lead designer and the person who came up with the concept going to the Dark Void studio. This happened uh, right before Dark Void was uh, released. Did he work on Dark Void? Uh, no. Well, probably didn't have time. It was probably already out in stores about that time. I was going to say good. That might have hurt his reputation. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I guess people like small studios or something. Maybe it's just like maybe too busy. Like, it just, like, too much is going on, or they need to change. Yeah, maybe he uh, didn't like the way Rock Band was going, the direction. Because they're kind of becoming more, like, adding way too much stuff to their game and trying to, like, one-up everything they can, it seems like. And maybe he just wanted to, like, settle down and come up with some original ideas every once in a while. Like one of the lead, another little story, another one of the lead guys uh, at, behind like the PlayStation 3 strategy and everything, like making sure these games will get good and everything. He left to go to Atari. Oh, what? Yeah, that happened. Not that happened like in 2007 or something. But yeah, it's kind of cool. I, I kind of like that. The uh, like they have this. I don't, I don't know. Like, I want to say self-respect because, to me, it's like Rock Band. Like, I don't play the game, so I, I can't comment on how much I, how much I really. But they kind of seem like this lifeless, money-sucking. They're thing. starting and to like, get there, yeah. And like something like Twisted Pixel, their their games are, like, for gamers. Like, they're just really cool, original, nice games. So it's it's kind of like, just going from black and white to the full spectrum of colors to me. And I just think that's cool that they would give that up. Mm-hmm. So I just added this just a second ago. Uh, it's not a big deal. It just seems weird. The Eye of Judgment online servers are closing. Have you guys ever even remember this game? I don't know. No, I don't. Uh, Iron Eye of Judgment was this game where with the Eye Toy, the PlayStation Free Eye Toy, you put cards down and played them like, and it was like a strategy game. Oh, wait, sounds familiar. And, like, the card would see it while it was in your hand, and the creature would come out of the card. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know know what you're talking about. Yeah, but it just seems a little odd. Why would they just close that one down? But whatever. I thought, that just sounds like something they would just let rot. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, why would you close down the servers? It just seems like an EA kind of thing, which is weird. That is weird. Like, I mean, the pe- I'm sure the people that are still playing that game really love it. So, I don't know. I would like I would leave it open. I, how much would that cost? I, I don't I don't know the statistics on that shit, but but they did make a sequel, which is the PSP version. So I don't know. Oh well, damn. Maybe I'm fucking stupid. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but still, you probably would rather play on PS3, wouldn't you? I don't. Yeah. Well, me, I don't know, but yeah. Well, whatever. That's and that's about the end of the show. Do you guys have any announcements? I got a couple. If you, you got anything, Clemson? Uh, I don't think I have anything this week. Carnage. 
Oh, shit. I had one, but now I can't think of it. So... I'll uh, I'll give you a break and save yeah. mine, then. Still need help on uh, episode zero. Get the timestamp in. We got we got a date now, uh, July 11th. Get all the timestamping done and help out if you haven't started. Any time is good time now. So get working on that. And also, I put up uh, first impressions yesterday of Cane Lunch 2 and Square trying to take me down like they did with Locke. <laughs> I they really don't want that shit getting out, do they? It's like, like just because it had the name Cane Lunch 2 in the title, that's the reason why they got it. Like, literally, when I put it up, I got third-party content. I don't know how long it will be up there. I put it on Blip because... Square can't do anything about Blip, because you actually get rights on Blip, but um, we'll see how long it lasts on YouTube. But yeah, yeah, it's a good game. Um, I might get it. I don't know. But do you have what you were going to say? Can I just, like, say... Listen to the modcast, I guess. Give them a yeah. shout out. People, anyone that listens to this already listens to the modcast, I'm sure, but they're awesome. Listen to them. Oh, and, uh, just for people that are interested, listen to a show called Current Geek. That's, a re- just search that up on iTunes. It's really cool. It's just a very quick 10 minute show. It just talks about geeky stuff. So well, I guess it's just my shout outs. Well, while we're at the plugin time, watch Sunny's plays, like I said, because those were awesome. <laughs> That was hilarious, I've got to say. And also, Talchik made a Books for Noobs uh, episode one, which was really pretty well, it was great, like, well done, like, made with pictures and all, like, like, it's kind of hard to do a book reveal, like, via video, but it was really good, and watch that, yeah. It was good, I I read that book too, and she uh, did a very, very good job of covering it, so yeah, that was awesome for her. Yeah, I don't know. So, <laughs> anything crimson? Um, no. Well, basically, I was gonna say tall, ch- tall chicks video too. I liked, I liked oh, the yeah. idea of that video. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's the end of the show. I'm gonna say adios. Your muzz. <laughs> yeah, muzz. Uh, I'm gonna say adios. Bye. Uh, I'm Carnage. Uh, bye. I'll see you next week. <laughs> uh, this is Crimson. Thanks for letting me have be on the show, guys. Okay. Oh, you're welcome. Be yeah, on whatever fun. the hell you want. Yeah. <laughs> <That was right. laughs> so that's the end of the show. Um, if you are interested ever being on the show, just PM me or Carnage and or email us at hobbiesforzombies at gmail dot com. We're still waiting on our first mailbag <laughs> question, aren't we, Carnage? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if we have more than four listeners, so I'm just, I'm patient with it. It's we have cool. ten. Give it, give it a break. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Send whatever. Okay. See ya. Bye. I mean, no one's gonna eat your eyes.